With more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello and thank you for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One Podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, report writing, not the most scintillating topic for a podcast, as they say, not great radio, um, but really important uh, because the the report is pretty much the uh, the beginning and the end of uh, a, a criminal prosecution. It's, it's the thing that enables an officer to better remember what's gone down two years prior when they're on the stand. It's what the prosecutor uses as the basis of whether or not they're going to press charges or find a plea or whatever they're going to do. And although today, I think today's officers are better at filling out detailed reports, using lots of descriptive language. Um, you know, 25 years ago, it was J.D. Buck Savage saying, saw drunk, arrested same, and that was the size of the report. Um, as funny as that sounds, a lot of guys were doing that. They were, they were doing as little as possible so that it didn't come snapping back at them on the stand. Um, Less is not more uh, these days. And what do you think about you know how cops can do a better job of uh, ensuring that their reports are complete? Well, I think every uh, agency has their own uh, criteria, their own style. Every academy teaches uh, report writing in pretty much similar ways. Uh, get the facts, just the facts, report the facts. Um, be as articulate as you can. Keep it simple, right? The KISS system is usually... Uh, emphasized. Mm -hmm. But I think um, depending on the type of report you're writing, um, they should vary a little bit as far as detail goes. But I mean, starting with a with a traffic violation, I think rather than just put, uh, you know, CVC 22500 uh, 22 or uh, whatever the code is, uh, individual uh, approached intersection, uh, pause but ran the stop sign. Mm -hmm. uh, that is going to get you to court. Mm -hmm. The guy's going to protest it. And you're going to try to remember this guy from the other 50 guys you stopped that week. Right. right. <laughs> or for and, some... it's, and it's it's a month from now, at the very least. Oh, exactly. So if uh, the guy tosses the uh, driver's mm -hmm. license out the window or says, uh, yeah, come in my car and find the registration. Good luck finding it in this mess. Uh, or he's got a mustard stain on his shirt. Anything that you can put that might stimulate you to to remember that particular stop, put it in uh, the 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 comments box mm -hmm. or or a spot on the uh, ticket where you can recall uh, this particular stop. Uh, offensive language, um, refusal to sign. Uh, any wheels or hoops you've got to jump through, calling mm -hmm. a supervisor because the person refuses to give ID, claims he's a, uh, uh, a, a citizen, uh, not a sovereign citizen. A sovereign type, yeah, citizen, yeah. not. Um, uh, I'm traversing the area, I am not driving. Exactly. Yeah. So, all these things. Um, when you get into police reports, uh, property crimes, burglaries, uh, thefts. Yeah, they may seem like low-level offenses. Uh, you go, you you get the elements of the crime. That certainly needs to go into the police report. Um, 
things that you set aside for fingerprinting or things that you fingerprint mm -hmm. yourself, uh, the most innocuous uh, report that you might call a routine report can very well have a clue or two in it that leads to an arrest. That also may intersect with another report taken by another officer at another time in another jurisdiction. Absolutely. That's, that's when you start building the fabric of a prosecution. You don't have just one thing. You've got a multiple things. I'm now crossing, thatching my fingers together. Um, for you, the listening audience who can't see me doing it, you put together something that's much more, much stronger and, and carries more weight when the prosecutor goes, all right, we've got more here than just this. Right, so if the prosecutor's going to bundle a couple of cases your innocuous burglary report really means something. Right. So be diligent, set things aside for fingerprinting, uh, look for tool marks, photograph if, if that's what you do, or mm -hmm. call CSI to respond, crime scenes to take photographs, fingerprints, other evidence. Um, I, I Over my career, I've had a number of times where uh, reports just like that ended up where I'm testifying in court mm -hmm. uh, as to my preliminary investigation of a burglary. Yeah. When you get into an arrest situation, uh, that calls for much more uh, attention to detail. Again, the criteria, uh, the elements of the crime that you're investigating, um, the suspect description, spontaneous statements, uh, things he does or says while in custody or or before you even put him in custody. Mm -hmm. um, again, uh, you might want to keep some things simple, but you want to go into pretty good detail if it has anything to do with the crime itself. As an investigator, somebody who, who received a, an initial report <laughs> further down the road, maybe a day or two later, either as a, a rebooking with a suspect in custody mm -hmm. or as a suspect case, a whodunit, if you will, um, I get these cases... And as an investigator, it was so essential to go out to the scene, look at the scene, maybe do a search, maybe look up uh, above and see that there were people uh, living in buildings or apartments above the scene that maybe the initial responding officers or the arresting officers didn't see at the time. So now you're going to go up and, and do a canvas mm -hmm. where people might have been able to see. And, and going back to the initial uh, report taker, uh, write down what didn't happen. Write down that you canvas. Write mm -hmm. down, here's a list of license plates that were uh, of vehicles parked in the area. Uh, these are doors I knocked on, and these are right. people who said they saw something, they saw nothing, or nobody was home. Or wouldn't talk. And that, that leaves um, at least a trail for the investigator to follow up on. If nobody was home, uh, or if they, they gave out a, a, a small statement but you could explore and ask uh, other questions, go back to them, gives that opportunity. Um, going back to the scene, you may find evidence that officers at 1 a.m. in the dark uh, stepped over or, or didn't see. Mm -hmm. um, and detail the important info. Uh, spontaneous statements before Miranda. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've testified on things that people said spontaneously and it's accepted in court. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I was uh, curious to read uh, eight, ten years ago is the shift from, you know, back in, you had ten codes going to plain language on the radio. Mm -hmm. And I, that, I, that made me think about doing plain language in your reports. So if you write down PC for probable cause... We all know what PC is, right. but someone else might not. Right. So you, it, it takes a little bit of time, prob, cause, maybe. You get a little bit more 
plain no ordinary human language and I, I don't i don't know how many agencies from 10 years ago where i first read this going from 10 codes to plain language sure because the bad guys know all the codes yeah you know you, you talk into your radio and they're like oh god they're gonna take me you know they know all this so we're not taking you know yeah and, any secrets there. and the jargon uh found this knife on his person yeah well, what's yeah. that yeah. mean yeah um so just like uh going into detail it was in his left rear pocket um, with the handle protruding, right? Uh, as specific as you can. Dagger do. type or folder type, you know. You, you you know, take pictures. You know, keep, get as much as you can. Sure, and, and and going back to the first thing you said, Buck Savage said, saw a drunk, arrested, same. Yeah. No templates. Templates will get you. They'll. It may not hurt you in that one particular case, but over a series of time, uh, a smart defense attorney or public defender will ask for previous uh, reports similar to the one you're making in the arrest of their um, their client. And if it looks like a template, they will bring it up in court and accuse you of just going pro forma. Yeah, cookie that, cutter. Yeah, cookie cutter, boilerplate, mm -hmm. fill in the blanks. Why is it that everybody has the same, it gives you the same probable cause to stop and search? Um, be careful of that. You've got to you've got to be particular to each case as they come along. It's pretty rare when things happen exactly the same right, every right. time. I want to throw one more thing at you. Um, a source, a friend of mine at Axon, which used to be Taser International, told me the other day as I was kind of going into this topic and researching it that they believe, because, you know, they, they bought this artificial intelligence company and they, they took all of their artificial intelligence coders and software guys and, you know, pointy heads and said, you're not doing AI for anything else except body-worn cameras and turning the body-worn camera footage into a police report. And right now, the BWC footage very much supplements the police report, you know, especially if you're having an interaction and you, you talk about spontaneous statements or things like that. The camera's running, it captures it. Now, they're talking about making it either semi-autonomous, autonomous, rather, within three years mm -hmm. of today, which mm -hmm. is crazy. Yeah. And in five years, they think they can make a police report completely autonomous from a body-worn camera footage. What do sure. you think? Yeah, I think it's possible. But it's, it's ironic and it's a little bit funny that things have gone uh, full circle in my career um, where when I, when I first started... Uh, as a reserve deputy with the with a sheriff's office, um, we had a, a group of transcribers. Uh, you would go to a telephone, pick it up, and talk your report. And I'm not sure if it was recorded or if there was somebody sitting on the other side of the Just typing on the line typing yeah. out your report. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be the same, only different. And we're the technology's there already. I mean, you if you have a, a smartphone, you have a the functionality to punch a button and start speaking. Uh, if you're articulate, um, you can get pretty much a first draft all the way through to say what you want it to say. Yeah, I don't think it's a it's it's huge leaps and bounds to make that happen for report writing. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. We'll see what happens in three to five years. What do you do at your agency? Um, is there anything that's unusual around how you are uh, teaching or or being taught? Um, report writing or any other topics that you want to talk about we do want to hear from you so send us an email at policing matters at police one.com that's policing matters at police one.com thanks again for listening